This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Welcome to episode 129 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I am your host, Mike Sedita, and I am joined today by Megan Cox. She is the CEO of Megan's Good Health. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to squeeze lunch in in between recording podcasts. So I got a lot of stuff going on. Not But I'm super glad we were finally able to connect and get you on the podcast. Just so you know a little bit about what the Good Neighbor Podcast is, we started in 2020 during COVID as a way for business owners like you to get your name out there, your brand out there, tell people in the community what you have going on. And over the past four years now, we've grown into a national podcast. So we're in Denver and Atlanta and Virginia and all over. And I'm lucky enough to be the person here in Tampa that gets to talk to business owners and learn about their business. So tell us a little bit about Megan's Good Health. What is it and what do you do? Um, So what I do, just dedicated to prioritize others, individuals and families with access to every plan. Sometimes you're not offered it through an employer or it can get really unaffordable when it comes to adding families on. Um, So I like to guide clients through every plan and kind of tailor it to their needs and budget. And we're talking about health insurance, like uh, Affordable Care Act type plans, or is it marketplace and private plans? What What is your niche? So I work with the marketplace and private plans. I'm more tailored to self-employed 1099 when you are offered an employer coverage with a smaller group. Um, I would say under 50, but more so under 25. Anything over 25, I tend to lead them into a group plan. Um, And then, of course, marketplace, accepting anybody and everybody. And as long as you have a QLE, it's easy to get on to. Okay. You said a QLE? What is that? That's a qualifying life event. So sometimes a lot of during COVID, we were on that emergency act. A lot of people were sitting on Medicaid. And then when that emergency was lifted, a lot of people got a letter saying you were kicked off. I got a lot of phone calls from family members or just, you know, single parents not understanding how they're going to be able to afford insurance. Um, But what I did was kind of just reevaluate their situation got them into, now they made too much money for free insurance, but the Affordable Cares Act was able to pay their premium. So they were still able to have that zero dollar just in another direction that they didn't even know was available. They just got a letter saying you're kicked off and I kind of helped them find another way to get back on. But a QLE could also be getting married, getting divorced, all that type of stuff. Yes. Getting married, getting divorced, losing employer coverage, switching jobs moving state or county. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, Health insurance is such an exciting thing to be a part of. As a little girl, when you were playing on the playground, were you like, someday I just need to help people with their health insurance? Or did you have hopes and dreams of singing in the opera or being a ballerina or being, uh, you know, a firefighter and you ended up doing this? How did you get from that little girl with hopes and dreams to helping people with their health insurance. Ironically, I was a little girl ballerina dreams, kind of rotated into I wanted to be a lawyer. And then my grandmother got ill. Um, She had a stroke. She had to use her insurance. And I got a deep dive into how insurance actually works. When you're looking at, you know, life-changing event and bills, it's kind of a double whammy. You have this 
max out of pocket you have to hit. You also have to get all the needs taken care of when you're in this situation. We actually had to change plans in the middle of it because the one she was on just wasn't covering what she needed. Um, so it kind of guided me into, I've always been a helper, oldest of four girls. Um, so when this happened with my grandmother, she was my best friend. And I took a deep dive into learning insurance and I decided I wanted to help others that could be in the situation and not know how to find the help. And what is that? There's a period of time. Is it called like a black hole period where some stuff is like you reach your deductible or you don't reach your deductible? I don't know. I've heard that to be mentioned. Is that something you're familiar with? So it depends what plan you're on. So she was on a PPO. My grandfather was with State Farm. She was grandfathered in. Those you don't have a deductible to meet. Um, once you hit your max out of pocket, you're covered at 100%. But when you're working with a marketplace or ACA, typically minimum 7,500, normal deductible is 9,100. So families, you know, you haven't used your insurance all year, you use it once, $9,100 out the door. So that's kind of, you know, you're never expecting something like this to happen. And when it does happen, like you said, that black hole of needing to meet your deductible just to get needs met can be a very big headache when you're in the middle of something. Yeah, you don't know, you don't realize how much you need until you don't have it and how much everything costs when it's not covered under the plan. Because the funny thing is, the funny thing or sad thing about our insurance system, at least in my experience, is um, a test may cost $1,000. If I have insurance, I only pay 10 and the doctor only gets reimbursed 200 But if I have to pay cash, it sure as heck costs the full amount that it's supposed to be. So there's, you know, there's all sorts of crazy little loopholes and the insurance business. Um, I had a snafu with my insurance this year. Uh, I don't even want to get into it because I get so angry about it, but everything seems to be worked out now. Hopefully Um, my doctor, my biggest thing is the plan that I'm on making sure the doc, like I'll go to whatever plan needs to be, to be with this one specific doctor. And I never thought I would be like that. But um, I just like my primary care doctor so much that I just work my plan around where whatever he's. You're, you're be married on. to that doctor, and when we get to a certain age, you don't want to start over. They understand whoa. you. Whoa, whoa, time out! When you throw over twenty two, like, over twenty two, don't worry. Oh, all right, just making sure. <laughs> Anyone... you throw out words like a certain age. You're th- this is shots fired, Megan. Those are shots fired. Never, over the Mike. I want to say twenty five is when we start adulting. You see the I did yeah, see it a little. <laughs> all right, I see how it is. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go shots fired early on in this conversation. So let me ask you this. How how is your grandmother? Is she still good? She everything she actually she passed away after two years. Um I took care of her for the first year, and that's kind of why um I was still involved in her health insurance. I'm with her twelve hours a day, six days a week, and you just like you said, you go in and okay, this is ten dollars, let's get blood work and this is seven hundred. Why? So I just started breaking apart everything and even when you have those copays, they're great. But let's say it's a $50 copay. Now you need blood work every week. That copay doesn't go towards your deductible right. or max out of pocket. So when I start talking to people, situation with my grandmother, I got her onto a plan where she paid full price to her deductible max. But after she met that, she was covered for the rest of the year. Right. So it just depends on what's going on. And like you said, you know, it sounds like you didn't really use your health insurance. And when you did need to use it, you had to pay a lump sum that you weren't expecting on top of the lump sum you pay monthly. So I kind of try to. 
find the balance of those. The other thing that happens too is you know you get to like November and December and you're you maybe hit that out of pocket for the year and you're like, oh, I gotta get these tests done. And you don't want to wait till after the new year because the clock resets. So you're like, oh, let me get a couple things in. Let me get that MRI and that x-ray in December 27th, just so I, it's all under that last year's plan. But I will tell you, from I took care of my parents, you know, I'm of a certain age. And I took care of my parents when they were, when they were sick. And um, learning Medicare and learning the difference between Medicare and Medicaid and learning the difference between supplemental plans and what they cover and what they don't. So, I mean, my parents... One of the really smart things they did, my dad didn't qualify for long-term care. So my mom ended up getting that and ended up using a bit of it. But my dad ended up getting a supplemental plan, which was the absolute best thing he could have done because he had so many, like the supplemental plan covered everything, ambulance rides, the whole works. And um, and like in the four years I took care of them, like talk about getting an education, I would get EOBs every day for every little doctor and all this stuff. It was just, it was crazy. But the supplemental plan was great too. Do you do some of that stuff as well or it's strictly the healthcare? I do that as well. I will say with the supplement, it works good with, I'm sure he had Medicare. You had a supplemental plan on top and it helps pay. The only thing that a supplemental doesn't have is a max out of pocket. So that's something you can marry on. Example is you're not offered employer coverage. You can add on life insurance. You can add on short-term disability. And then when you need it, let's say you're out of work or life insurance, if you were to pass away, you have access to that without having to go through a third party. It's just looped in with your health insurance. So it kind of makes it a lot easier when you're getting those EOBs, which is just a breakdown of what they're charging you for the health insurance. And that sometimes can be hilarious. You see it, it's like, oh, here's 40K, insurance covered 30K, and now you're responsible for 500. Right. That's how you want your insurance to look. That's <laughs> what I was talking about. The numbers just don't ever jive. It's funny. It is it is funny math. So let me ask you this question. And, and I guess it's kind of a loaded question with health insurance, but what's the biggest myth or misconception you come across? I mean, I'm sure there's probably 500 of them a week that you run into say- where somebody thinks X and it's different. They all think it's one size fits all. I got a friend, they love this insurance, so I got the same one and I hate it. Why? Because you may go to the doctor once a week, your friend goes once a year. So it's all, you can literally tailor, you go to the marketplace right now in Florida, honestly, we have a big range. You probably have about 180 different options for you. So what's the difference? I want no deductible. I want a high deductible. How often are you using it? Where is your doctor? Again, with women, once you find an OB that you like, you'll do whatever. Okay, I'll take whatever insurance she's in network with, like your primary. So it doesn't even become a Blue Cross, you know, United Cigna thing. It becomes, I want my doctor. How can I stay in network with them? Well, you know, it is funny, too. One of the things that I thought was was interesting, at least when I was looking on the the site, it it almost gives you it'll say, um, like estimated annual cost, like like taking into account if you, you know, if you like you're, what you're paying every month or yeah, like, so it'll kind of give you a range. Like, you know, if you choose this plan between your payments and your visits and all, you know, the average is X and it kind of gives you a ballpark and that's a way, you know, people could look at it too. But yeah, it's definitely not one size fits all. I mean, I think the biggest thing is um, like medication is just a crazy thing. Like, I take one medication and it's finally started to come back down because, again, I am of a certain age. Uh, I, ha- I take Over this one. <laughs> I take a blood medication. 
um, that I have to take. And for the longest time, it was still in that patent period where it was the only drug like that. And it's starting, I think it's starting to come out of it, but it was, it was like a 90 day supply was $300 every, you know, type of deal. So it's coming back. It's starting to be covered under the plan a little bit better, which is great. Um, but here, here's just shifting gears a little bit. So I know we've talked about the exciting world of health insurance and what you do when you're not, you know, moving and shaking on health insurance marketplace. What do you do for fun? Um, I spend time with my family. I have three kiddos. Uh, I worked corporate America most of my life until I fell into this about three years ago. And spending time with them has been my guilty pleasure. Going, you know, on the weekends, we can go visit places. Um, this job is honestly giving me a good flexibility. So when my kids have a dance recital or they need to go to gymnastics, I can, you know, clock out, do that, or even work while I'm there. Um, but I try to get a good balance because at the end of the day, you know, family, you want to make sure they're included. And when you're working, you know, I'm self-employed. So you have to make sure your schedule also tailors to their needs. And it's not all about work. You can add in that fun. So, so ages, how, how old are the three kids? What boys or girls? So I have a four-year-old daughter, a seven-year-old son, and a 10-year-old daughter. If any of you guys have a fifth grader, you know how fun those times are. She's at that age where you can do no wrong or right. Um, my son, Sour Patch Kid, and he's very smart, so he makes my life a little bit easier. My four-year-old daughter, if she was my first, she would have been my last. She's got a whole lot of spunk in her, but um, it's really fun when you take them all together because they completely different personalities. So every day it's kind of, we pick which one wants to do what, because they, they all three don't ever want to do the same thing. <laughs> so, all right. So, all right. The, the youngest child is always the best. I'm not saying I'm the youngest child, but I am the youngest child. So they're always the best. Uh, so so the we'll give her a pass. Seven-year-old <laughs> boy, that's a cool age. He's starting to get into stuff that he's doing. But now let's focus on your 10-year-old daughter. Okay. She's a preteen. Um... Is she on TikTok looking for the latest trends and seeing what Sephora sells so that she can take you to this? Is she at that point yet or no? So she's a more down to earth. We're into art. She likes to make things. Uh, she's very creative. Um, I I grew up, you know, climbing trees, walking outside barefoot. I try to instill it in my children still. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we go on outings, I can keep them in that atmosphere away from the Sephora and, you know, the TikTok. Now they're still YouTubers and they like gaming. Ugh. I'm sure you've heard of Roblox, but that's their, what they like to do in their pastime. Roblox? I haven't heard of Roblox. I've heard of Minecraft. I, I know Minecraft. So it's the new Minecraft, but it's on a phone. So Minecraft is more computer, Roblox is phone. Okay. So this is a new age of Minecraft. Same little... Well, I will tell you, I am now hooked on this YouTube show, spending time with an 11-year-old girl, where this oh. girl, I don't even know the name of the show, but she just opens mail and pulls things out and tries on different outfits. And then she like gets toys from back in the 80s and with like retro toys and sees if they still yeah, work. And I, 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 the first 10 minutes I'm going... What is this dumb show you've got me watching? And then I was educated. It's not a show. It's a YouTube. So that was the first part of it, right? Because I'm of a certain age. I don't refer. I refer. I still say uh, videotaping stuff. I still use that name. I say and it's not right. Okay. <laughs> so 
uh, I was educated that it's not a show, it's YouTube. And then I was educated on um, like what this whole thing, it, 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 but 20 minutes in, I'm like, wait, what's the next episode? Like she got me hooked on it to now, whenever we're hanging out, I'm like, are we watching this show? And I still don't know the name of it. I still refer to it as the show with the girl with the pink hair and she opens up stuff. I don't know the name of it. I refuse to commit the name to memory, but I, I do. I'm hooked. I'm hooked onto it. Well, at that age, I will say, you know, they're very, um, they haven't been out in the real world. People haven't told them no yet. And they just know everything. And they'll have no problem telling you and explaining to you why it's right and how they know this is going to work. And I'm sure toys from the 80s, that's probably very amusing to watch. <laughs> Well, I will tell you, so no telling them no. So I will tell you an exact text exchange. It was me saying, that's impossible. And the 11-year-old saying, no, it's not, because I said it's not. That is literally the text exchange. And how do I argue with that? I'm like, okay, you win. I, I throw in the towel and I'm done. So so the kids are out doing stuff. You're out doing family adventures. Um, you know, sounds like they're great kids. It sounds like you, when you have them all together, they can... Uh, or like a unit that they can almost be, I wouldn't say self-sufficient, but at least they kind of keep each other. Uh, they do. They work they well together. They keep each other working there, entertained. So in your life, though, three kids, I mean, they're relatively young. I mean, one of the questions I like to ask entrepreneurs, because you said you did a corporate job and now you're self-employed. Has there been a time in your life where you've come across a challenge where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this challenge. And yet somehow you found the stick to or wherewithal to get over the hump to where you're, you're at the spot you're at today? I have worked since I was 15. My family grew up, didn't have a lot of money. So I've always put in the effort, being the oldest of four, I was like a mother to them, made sure they were in school, made sure lunches were filled. So I stepped into that a, a lot earlier in life. So as I grew, you know, you kind of miss childhood when you're growing up. So one of the hardest times was kind of, transitioning into taking care of myself. I had always took care of others. So when that happened with my grandmother, it kind of stepped me into realizing that at the end of the day, how can I help others if I haven't helped myself? Mm. So you cannot pour from an empty cup. And it took a lot for me to learn that. And stepping into this role, being an active parent, it wasn't easy. And it's been the best years of my life. I didn't know how I was going to get through it at the beginning. And I wouldn't change it for anything, even though I pull my hair out sometimes. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I went through some, I mean, I don't have kids, but I went through a similar thing, taking care of both my elderly parents. And for me, it shifted my perspective completely on life. Okay. So like, I never thought I would be the caregiver. I, I'm the youngest. I never thought I would be the caregiver, the one that all the responsibility fell to. It just happened that way, okay? So whatever it was. But what it did end up getting me to realize is, is that even though my parents were in their late 70s, early 80s, for me, life is too short. Like, I don't ever want to, again, being of a certain age, I'm coming up to that point sooner rather than later. I'm already past the halfway threshold here. So <clears throat> I want to be able to never go, hey, I wish I had done this, or hey, I, you know, some people might look at our, my life and say, hey, maybe you move too fast doing one thing or another. And I just never felt the need to like dwell on a grieving period. Like my parents passed. I took care of them. They're gone. I want to live my life. I'm not going to. Some people wallow in that. Some people get absorbed by it, consumed by it. So it gave me that perspective of just 
embrace whatever's coming and take it and go with it. Um, and you've actually turned it into your ability to give back by helping other people get some protection in their life, which is really amazing. If there was one thing people who are listening to this that you want them to take away, like, look, in all fairness, there are, I could throw a rock out my window and probably hit seven health insurance people. There's a lot of you. There's just a lot of you. (laughs) What's the one thing you want people to know about you that differentiates you from the 17 I just hit a rock with? The difference is I want you to be set for life. Whether I never talk to you again or we talk for the rest of your life, whatever information I give you, even if it's a five-minute conversation or an hour and five minutes, that's going to be something to help you. It's not going to, oh, here, take this. It'll work. And then when it's not working, you can't find me. Whatever's going on, I make sure that maybe right now you don't have a lot going on, but I always tell my clients, I'm going to check up with you every three months. If something happens, do not hesitate to reach out because that situation may be a QLE that can put you into a better situation now that it's changed. So I will say I just, I tailor everything and make sure to pay attention to what you want and need. I don't just, oh, this is insurance. What did you have? My first question is always, what do you use it for? Is it just your yearly checkups? Are you going in every three months? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you diabetic? This is a life altering change when it comes to your plan. Because what if you get on a plan and the medication that you need is now $1,700 for the first three months? So I will say that will never happen when you're in my hands. I make sure whatever is needed is taken care of on the front end, no matter where it falls in my direction. And then... I mean, we're we're out of open enrollment right now. So like, is this kind of like the downtime of the year? Like, what are you, are you just going through and talking to people and making sure everything is buttoned up and squared away from what they set up for the year? Or how's, what are you doing right now? Open enrollment for me is a lot busier for the marketplace. The rest of the year I'm working with self-employed small businesses, you know, relatively healthy, finding them other options. There's nationwide PPOs that are tailored to small businesses. They have no deductible. Um, You know, they're not for everybody, but depending on if, if you're using your plan once a year through the ACA and you're paying an arm and a leg for it, Let's see if we can get you something better that's going to cover you a little bit better. So this is actually my time to shine. Use your insurance for a few months and let's see if you like it. If not, we'll find you something better. <laughs> and then if I'm in that spot, what's the best way for me to get a hold of you? Um, you can reach out to my personal style. I also have a website that I sent you over the link um, or email. All right. So um, we're going to include your your email, your website. We're going to include all that when we, when we produce. Um, but if guys, if you're listening to this, uh, I have met Megan a couple times. She's definitely going to you know, take care and customize your plan for you. And she's in it for the long haul. She's here to help you today and in the future to help set yourself up. If you need to get a hold of her, you could reach her at 813-391-2998. Megan's Good Health. Megan, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you for being a good neighbor. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813 813- 